You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the first Sunday with the Kiwis show. Um, this is going to be occurring uh, after each round around about this time um, uh, each Sunday night. So what the concept of it is, we're just going to be going over um, uh, studs, duds, cashies uh, from each game. Bit of a Warriors breakdown, being the uh, Warriors supporters we are, and then a bit, just a bit of a Q&A from, uh, from, from you um, viewers. So get some questions in and, uh, and we'll answer them as soon as we, we get to it. Um, first of all, we'll bring in the lads. Shooter, good evening, mate. How are you doing? How's it going, bro? Good. Getting closer to round one, so excited. Team's changing constantly, mate. Yeah, like every every couple of hours, bro. <laughs> each player plays well, bring them in. Each player goes bad, take them out. Yep. Standard yep. story of everyone's uh, fantasy teams are uh, moving into round one, I think. And uh, we'll bring in Jay Warrior, who's been bustling in the sun at the Warriors game down in Otatahi Christchurch this evening. How are you, uh, Jay Warrior? Yeah, no, loving life. It was uh, great to get a good crowd out there. It was 29 degrees down in sunny Christchurch. And, uh, yeah, no, boys didn't uh, go too bad in defence. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was good Good to see uh, live footy for the first time in a long time for me. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah, they don't get down there that often. So it is good that, that the boys are being able to take some of those games around New Zealand and especially for round one kicking off in, in Wellington. So it's good that, they're, uh, that they've been able to promote it. And, um and give those Wellingtonians a good show uh, of what the Warriors can do against a pretty weak sort of showing by a Knights team heading into round one. All right, so what we'll do, we'll get into it. Um, as I said before, we'll, we'll move into um, the sort of what we'll call as the hits and misses for uh, for this round two trial, starting off with the Eels and the Knights, where the Eels absolutely pummeled the Knights 36-14. Um, we'll just go through some of our fantasy players that we thought went okay, or just some of the, the popular ones, starting off with um, Kalen Ponga. Now, Jay Warrior, you did the write-up for this, man. So um, what were your thoughts on on the game overall and then sort of some of the performances by Kalen Ponga and Jackson Hastings and Lockie Miller, mate? Yeah, well, obviously I was only um, watching this game only for fantasy reasons because no one would watch the Knights voluntarily. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> Ponga played himself out of my team. Hastings played himself out of my team. Uh, the only positive I could see was Miller. I thought looked really sharp at the back. Uh, he had good footwork. Looked like he could bust a tackle just with pace. So he played his way back in. But, yeah, it just looked like Ponga didn't really know what he was supposed to be doing at six. And even though Hastings was controlling everything, they just didn't look like anyone smashing the line or creating space for them. So it's going to be a long season if you're a Knights fan, I think. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I did see little bits of this game, very small amounts, but it, again, it looked like that Kalen Ponger experiment 
may not last as long as everyone uh, thinks it's going to. Um, I'm not sure how long he's going to last in the halves there, but the problem is, is sort of they don't really have a lot of other real decent halves, maybe Adam Clune, but, um, but yeah, probably not too many other superstars that they could slot in there. Um, Shooter, did you see much of this game, man? Uh, yeah, I saw bits of it, and I was really loving what I saw from Andy's man, uh, Jermaine Hopgood. He looks like he's going to be a good good pickup, so everyone will have him in their team, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. He, um, a few people I've seen have commented on him and how solid he was up in the middle. Um, looked like he played um, around 75 minutes, 38 tackles, and about 120 run metres. Um, and the other interesting thing is here, with that injury to Sean Lane, does that open the door up now for for Matt Dory, who played 50 minutes? I know he went down as well with a um, with a, an ankle sprain, but likely looking pretty good for round one. What are your thoughts there, Shooter? Do you think he's going to get a spot in round one? Oh, I imagine it'll be Dory, uh, Dory or um, Mamasia. Um, but if Dory's fit, which he seemingly seems to be fit for round one, according to all reports, uh, 250k. I, th- I think he's 250. Um, yep. Why not? Scored a nice little try on the other night. So nice. And then another one to touch on there was uh, the expansive game of Mitchell Moses. He looked really good at what, what I've, all accounts. Um, controlled the ball really well. Um, controlled the team well and had a really nice, nice kicking game. Um, and it kicked a forty twenty. Um, so yeah, it looks like Mitchell Moses could be a bit of a gun maybe to start with if you if you don't want to take a. Uh, Matt Burden, who looks like he isn't going so well tonight with them getting absolutely pumped by the Sharks at the moment. Um, Jay Warrior, what are your thoughts here about Mitchell Moses, mate? Yeah, he looked really sharp, didn't he? But uh, he's not called the flat track bully king for no reason. And, you know, playing against the Knights, I reckon uh, you might have broke the line a couple of times yourself. So, no, I don't think uh, he's a viable option going long term. Uh, he and but traditionally he does start the season off pretty well as well. So um, there's no value in picking him, but mm. I would say he'd earn what he's worth. So if you just want points per dollar, then he could be an option. But around that price, I'm sure there's a few others. Yeah, I think we'll talk about Burton later, but yeah, it's a trial. Yeah, yeah. All right, what we'll do is we've got that one match out of the way. We'll get a couple of questions uh, out of the way here, and this is talking about this current game here. Chris Cook, lads, are we off uh, Perham and Burton? Now, Shooter, I know uh, you're keeping an eye on this game, and I've sort of kept a little bit of an eye on it as well. Uh, Perham was probably always a little bit of a risk coming in. I know it's only trials, and and they are playing a pretty decent side in the Sharkies here. Um, what are your thoughts here on, on Perham, mate? Do we probably just persist, and if we need to, just whack them in the emergencies to start off and maybe not play them for round one? Yeah, I, w- I probably wouldn't play him for round one based on today's performance. Like I saw him live at the All Stars game, and he looked oh. quite—he looked quite good. But uh, I don't know. Um, he's on like the game's nearly finished now. Oh, he's about twelve minutes to go, and he's on six fantasy points. He's had seventy-seven <laughs> run meters. Uh, I haven't seen the whole game, but I imagine there's a few errors and a few missed tackles probably in there. Yeah, um, and, and, yep. Yeah, so I'll just stick with emergencies. There's, there's no real risk at his price. You just the only risk you've got is being stuck with him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, true. And and for Burton, I think you know I don't think we can go straight away and judge Burton on how how the game's gone today. You know, 
he was a little bit up and down uh, last season, but he doesn't average 54 fantasy points for nothing. So I don't think you should be looking at getting rid of Burden. Yes, he is expensive, and you could probably free up a bit of money going down to someone like a, a Jackson Sean Hastings Johnson. or a Sam Walker. Or Well, after today's performance, shooter, I'm not sure if I want to go there either. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Matty Burton, he, he does come at a cost, but um, I think it's, it's probably pretty worthy. What about you, Jay Warrior? What are your thoughts on, on Burden, mate? Yeah, I've got him in my team at the moment, and I've actually brought him in as well, which seems odd because I did watch the first half, and I just sometimes think that ground looks quite small, and he definitely plays better when there's a lot of space. I'm not reading too much into this trial except mm. for the performance of uh, Hayes, and the fact that Hayes Perham's 298k, that's a reason not to have him in your team because $48,000 adds up. You know, like if we kept picking players that are slightly overpriced, for that risk, we're better off and we're going to talk about some players that we think are better off at 250 and I'd almost guarantee we'll make more money than Perham. So for me, mm. uh, Perham got the chop today. Yep. And uh, we're, I'm going to lead into that. So that's a pretty good lead in here. Thank, uh, thanks, Chris. Um, thank you for your question, mate. hope we've answered it there. Um, we're going to move into another one here from Ted Grant, actually talking about wing fullbacks. Have you seen any sub 550k wing fullbacks that you trust to score more than 15 week in, week out? Uh, yeah, I think I think what we just talked about, which we're going to get to uh, from the Storm game, Willie Warbrick was absolutely outstanding. Um, breaking tackles, scored a couple of nice tries. Obviously, coming from a New Zealand Sevens background, he's obviously a strong, strong, strong chap. Um, and those tackle busts saw it. Oh, sorry, showed it. Um, good under the high ball. Um, as I said, strong ball runner. Big, big fella. So I think you could probably lock him into an emergency spot just based on today. Shooter, what are your sort of thoughts there, mate? Like you could almost play him and you might you might get something out of him, eh? Like um, if he plays like he did today, he's such a big guy. Um, he's going to be breaking tackles and he looks a strong runner on the returns. So, um, I, yeah, I think I think he's a – it'd be silly not to have him. I think it's probably a quite good job. People are questioning the job security, but I definitely reckon he's better than Jennings and Itamia. So, yeah, Sweet. take what you want from that. Yeah. Sweet, Ted. I hope that's answered your question, man. And another question below, Jake Smith, who had something similar to uh, thoughts on Will Warbrick. I hope that's answered your guys' questions. All right, we'll move into the next game. And uh, this was Manly and the Roosters. Manly finishing off 28, Roosters 16. Now, this is a game that I intently watched um obviously had to do the write-up for it a couple of fellas that impressed me well there are actually few of them and and the very few of them were actually from the roosters the two the few players from manly that impressed me Tolatau Kola um man he was he showed some speed his footwork is is sublime like we saw it last year was good but this year it looked even better and he actually burnt Joe Suwali a couple of times before before he got steamrolled by Homoli um, he looks solid as, and and the other couple of guys, Josh Schuster, I thought um, controlled the game pretty well uh, from from the half point of view. Without Jerry Evans, sort of took the ascendancy there with a few kick meters and some of those passes, those no look passes that last year were just throwing them out over the sideline. This year they actually look like they're they're hitting the mark, so it's it's actually good to see. And the other two for me were were the two edges, Halmoli and Kilmatuolangi. Now we know already knew what Halmoli could do on the edge there. He, he's just a He's just a Hulk and just rolls people. You know, he flattened uh, Joseph Swali there and sent him into Disneyland. And it's sort of the same with Kilmatuolangi coming over from the Tigers. He he actually looks really hungry this year. He looks like he wants to play, wants to be there, and really looks like he put in a real good shift there for uh, 
I think he played there, played 60 minutes, and he actually looked really good. So there, uh, Tuolangi could be a guy you may want to look at slotting in. He's only 501k, so if you don't want to go someone like an Ali Katoa, you could possibly look at going up to someone like Kilma Tuolangi. Uh, Jay Warrior, did you see much of this game? And if you did, what were your sort of thoughts on some of those guys I just mentioned? Yeah, no, I think you gave it a good wrap-up. I think, um, yeah, it's Edge City this year, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it, there's just so many edges, especially those mid-range sort of edges. And we'll talk about a few later that uh, we probably played. Garner might have played himself out of the team. Hosking, yeah. we want to get played into the Panthers team, but probably won't. Uh, Wilton played awesome this afternoon. Uh, Tuolangi, as you say, looked really good. He actually looked very similar to um, Olakuatu. Olakuatu? Yes, yeah. Um, And it just runs really nice lines, and we saw that last year as well. So um, Manly players are difficult, though, aren't they, because they've got that buy in round two. So it's almost like a free roll. Let them play week one. If they look good, uh, you can put a few people up on the trading block ready to get out to bring in the appropriate manly players. So, um, and Cool is sort of that niggly price where he's, mm. you'd, you'd want to see a bit more before you pay 500 for him, but definitely look sharp. Um, and our old mate at the back, Ruben Garrick, looked on fire again. Um, but yeah, there's, I just don't know if there's any value in the manly team. Is probably the Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. One guy I sort of, one guy I did see uh, that I thought did pretty well that started at 13 was um, Sean Kepi. He had six missed tackles, but he was just dominating through the middle there. He was actually running pretty hard and made quite a few tackle busts and was looking to offload, ran a few good metres. Now, he's only 302k, so he only needs to score 30 points to make a decent amount of cash. So, Shooter, your thoughts on Sean Kepi, mate? Did you see the game and sort of see some of his, his work? Yeah, I saw I saw a lot of it. Sean, I think a lot of the Sean Kepi's um, missed tackles are, as well are those because he's like so aggressive that those ones where he sort of flies out of the line and like slows them down. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. The old, the old Jeremiah Jeremiah Nano sort of steez. Um yeah. So yeah, I'm slightly keen on Kepi. I was pretty keen on him last year, but the minutes just didn't come. But with uh, Marty gone, and it's like opened up a bit of a spot there. And uh, Jake looks like he's playing uh, prop. So mm, yeah, I think at three hundred and two k, it's probably a pretty low risk, and um, I'm pretty keen. But there was, I reckon there's a few good players that uh, in that game, especially for Manly. Everyone mm. expected the Roosters to sort of roll them. Yeah, they did. And, yeah, and Manly just fired up. Uh, Suali'i. Uh, found out that it's a lot more difficult defending in the centres with a big edge back row running at you than it is sitting out on the wing. So, um, <laughs> yep, yeah, he was the guy. He he was the guy I was actually going to touch on next. Now, uh, you don't if you don't have him in your team, or if you had him in your team and you saw that performance, would he be straight out for you, Jay Warrior? If you had him, uh, yeah, he was straight out of my team. Uh, <laughs> I must admit, it's part of the reason I think that we're doing uh, the potty now is because none of us want any um, dolphins in our team. And if they play well, players were going into my team. And if they play rubbish, they got out of my team. So mm. in that game, Sue Ali, he was in my team and I was hot on him. And he just had to go out because he might not even play round one because he might mm. be still knocked out. He got owned. <laughs> um, he did. And Egan... Egan Butcher looked really sharp as well, 
But again, yep. it's another one of those niggly 500, 450k edges. Yep. And it could be whoever picks the best edge could make ground on people. So, yeah, there's yeah. a real... Uh, yeah. Egg, egg. Egan Butch is a, is a worry as well because you've got to look at job security. Mm. Yep. If Angus, is, Angus could be back, who knows when, could be back round whatever, two, three, mm-hmm. whenever their buy yep. isn't. Might yep. they might wait till after the buy? His job security is probably pretty rubbish. Yeah, it could be a um, trap, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely got uh, potential there. Yeah, definitely. And just the last guy from Manly, I want to I want to touch on, and do we think he may get a spot in round one? Is Kai Weeks? He was electric um, at back at one there. You know, a pretty good pretty good uh, option back at one. If if Tommy Turbo gets injured again, or do you think they move Garrett back to one and and Kai Weeks to 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 wing shooter? What do you think? Yeah, he, he looks really electric. I don't, I, I don't know what they do there because um, Christian Tuipilotu actually played really well last yep. year. True. Um, so he's probably got a head start. Um, so I don't know what they'll do with weeks. And if, if Turbo went down, God forbid, uh, <laughs> would they would they put um, Garrick back there or or what? I don't know. Who knows? Kyle, Kyle Weeks definitely didn't do his chances any harm because he no. played so well. He did. I was, listening to a podcast, I was listening to a podcast this week and they talked about weeks in it and they said that his game management is unbelievable. Like he makes the right decision. So when he made that break in the game, a lot of players either try and beat the man, but he sort of slowed up and waited for that yep. support to come and it just shows his yep. game awareness. Yeah. Um, yep. And funnily enough, he too's made it into my team. <laughs> yeah, nice. Nice. Okay, well, we'll take a couple of, another couple of uh, audience questions here before we move on to to our uh, to the Rabbitohs and Dragons game. We'll go straight into uh, Grant Davis, Wilton over Ghana. Now, looking at what Wilton's done tonight, he's he's been really solid on that Sharks edge, probably locking down. I'd, I'd imagine at least sixty minutes, if not eighty. I'm um, just not sure where Wade Graham's going to fit in here for the Sharkies, if at all. Um, and, and as I said, the way Ghana went, uh, Shooter, you covered that game. Ghana really didn't probably do his chances any good for wanting him as a fantasy option. And to pay probably what, Wilton's what, 100, about 60, 80k a bit more, you might want to go up to Wilton over Ghana. Probably uh, just a better option, I feel. What do you think, Shooter? Yeah, I've been on Wilton. He's been on my team most of the preseason. And um, so I'm pretty keen on him. And I definitely, based on last night, I don't even know if Ghana's going to going to get a start so um liam martin's due back round one i would say after last night hoskins would have to be the favorite to take that uh vacant left edge mm. um i'm just trying to see what old mate scored today wilton 37 i don't know what his minutes were though um yep. from what i saw he looked um pretty good scored a try i think um, always like to try. Last last year, I was like pretty keen on him, but Wade Graham kept chopping in and out of the game and and whatnot. But um, Wade might not even make the seventeen. So yeah, nice. So uh, yeah, Grant. Hope that answers your question, mate. Uh, probably looking at going Wilton there over Ghana. Or I'll move on to one other. The illustrious leader wants to know how he can book grand final tickets so early. He's pretty happy with the Sharkies, I think. Jay Warrior oh, helps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How's TK got to get his tickets, mate? Mate, I think he's just become a Warriors fan as a second team, and he's just going to book them on our behalf. So yeah, no, you book him, and we'll take him off your hands when uh, the Sharks get knocked out in the semis again. <laughs> and we'll, we'll make him a Shark. We'll make him a Warrior supporter when he comes over around four. Eh? 
All right, we'll move on to the next game anyway. So this is the Rabbitohs Dragons Charity Shield. Rabbitohs absolutely pummeled them 42-24. They got off to a pretty quick start, the Rabbitohs. Uh, Dragons really didn't have much answer and kind of got dominated in, in all areas, really. A um, couple of guys that stood out. Uh, Shooter, how much of this game, or Shooter, uh, Jay Warrior, how much of this game did you guys see? Because uh, what I'm seeing here is that Ben Murdoch Masilla actually was quite, quite solid. Um, uh, Jay Warrior, did you see this game at all? I got home and probably caught the last 15 minutes, but yep. I read the write-ups from the boys and yep. based on it, Murdoch and Masilla seem to get quite good minutes and it seems that he's going to be a preferred uh, option there for Hook. So, um, got 70, so which was quite surprising. Ah, yeah, mm. that's big minutes. He wouldn't have played 70 minutes once when nah. he played for the Warriors. So that's, no. that's a good sign if you're looking to throw him in your team and at 250, he'll be a popular pickup, but of course not playing round one. And I heard the boys say that Sloan was pretty average. Um, and any time you have to be consoled by Latrell Mitchell, you know you've had a bludger. So. Oh. Um, yeah, all yeah, right. right. We'll move on from the Dragons. As I said, I think Ben Murdoch was probably the only one really there that, that anyone sort of took much notice of or that it sort of any did anything uh, fantasy relevant-wise. Actually, the other one here, Jacob Little, 51 points. Um, looked like he had a uh, pretty busy, making plenty of tackles and, and lots of lots of runs. Um, just They're just a little bit worried about his minutes. So I think with um, with by there and the amount of different positions he's going to have to cover, I'm, I'm, I'm picking Little probably going to play a minute or 60 minutes shooter what are your sort of thoughts there with the dragons they're sort of in a bit of trouble with their with their uh kind of versatility uh for different covering different positions it depends who covers the halves with um amoni's legal issues yeah um where they play it so in by if, if jack birds for i imagine bird goes to six yep. and then by goes to 14 which um probably isn't great for little's minutes Mm. Um, yep. but yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, we know little can, sc- can score pretty well fantasy wise. He's just in not such a great team, which he wasn't in at the Tigers either. So, um, but one other player that was actually really impressive was Billy Burns at 13 and he might've, uh, locked that, that 13 down. Um, he got, he got a 53, he's 326 K. Um, I don't think you want to fill your squad with dragons. But if you had to pick one or two, um, it looks like probably Ben, ben Murdoch Masilla or Billy Burns would be the ones that you'd you'd want to pick up. Having that first buy round is a bit iffy, is like a bit annoying. But um, when's um, Postman Pat's favourite um, loose forward back though, Jack DeBellin? Yeah, it's a good point. He'd be thirteen and, for a lock, wouldn't he? Thirteen or ten, yeah, yeah, or a prop, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't probably pick up too many Dragons based on not knowing team lineups. It's just too Hard. iffy. Chuck yep. one in, but I think Murdoch Masilla is probably the best bet, isn't it? And maybe Sloan if you're desperate for another wing fullback yeah. that's going to yeah. play. Again, I'd wait another for the team list. Yeah. Again, another well, edge. Though, the team list is the problem, so you're taking <laughs> a punt, aren't you? Trying to read yeah. Hook's mind. Gee. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll move on to the Rabbitohs anyway. So, obviously, Cameron Murray, Damien Cook, the typical... Uh, uh, high fantasy output. Murray with a 57 um, looked pretty good and, and was as really solid of the bits I saw breaking the line and um, uh, getting Ilias a, a ball to put arrow over. Um, so typical Cameron Murray up the gut stuff. Damien Cook, same thing around the ruck, looking really good. Um, still going to be the number one hooker this year, maybe. Uh, out of Herman and Harry Grant, I think. Uh, 
as I've spoken about Harry Grant before. Um, one play here to talk about Jai Arrow. Came on and played up through the middle. Now, do we think this is going to be uh, what's happening going forward with uh, Hamesele out? Uh, that Jai Arrow may look at playing off the bench and playing Jacob Host on the edge. Jay Worried, did you see this game at all, mate? No, I can't really comment on the Rabbitohs. I as, uh, saw the last 15 minutes, and by that time, it was junk minutes, and I didn't yep. see any of the guns really playing. So uh, I think Shooter might have, or yourself saw it, so you might have a better opinion on that one. Yeah, Shooter, what have you got uh, on, on Dry Arrow, mate? Did you see much of him? Because uh, I didn't see the whole game, but like yep. we all know, Dry Arrow was one of the, probably one of the best 13s around a couple of years ago while he was at the, at the Gold Coast Titans, so he's definitely capable of playing that role well. Um, playing that middle role well, so I, I don't know if I'd take him. I don't think I'd touch him fantasy wise at the moment, but look at how he goes later on and see where you, where you go to from there. Yeah, yeah, sweet. All right, well, we'll move on to the next game where the mighty St. Helens knocked over the Penrith Panthers to claim their uh, World Club Challenge title. Bit of a bit of a scrappy game from Penrith, and I know Shooter, you covered this. Um, what were your thoughts on, on Mitch Kenny? Now, it looks like he... I didn't see any of this game, so I can't make too much comment, but it sounds like Mitch Kenny had a pretty decent decent outing. Honestly, he was a... James Roby of St. Helens was a whole nother level above Mitch Kenny. I, I don't actually think Mitch Kenny played that well. Um, he probably played, like, standard for Mitch Kenny, which is a level below Epi. Um so he still scored well, forty-seven fantasy points in sixty-two minutes. So if you if you're looking for a pod uh, backup hooker, he is probably someone that you could consider. It's it's hard to tell because uh, no one knows what's happening with Luke. I don't know if Luke's going to come in into that fourteen um, and play the big minutes like that's being rumored. You'd have to wait till uh, the first teamless Tuesday and make a decision based on that. You'd have to imagine if Luke's on the bench, you wouldn't want to touch Kenny, though, because his minutes will probably be reduced quite a bit to make it not yep. worth it. Yep. And uh, our typical uh, gun middle, Isaiah, you're pretty busy, 68 and 72 minutes. I mean, that's probably pretty part and parcel of, of Isaiah Yo in the last few years, just a real workhorse through the middle there and and uh, just gains his fantasy points and, and plenty of base stats and and and, and a few spread of attacking stats. So, yeah, not much change there for Isaiah Yo. Now, they said the big one here is Luke Garner. only scored 20 points in 61 minutes and a pretty poor effort shooter. It was HIAs everywhere. So he was playing like a bit of centre. Um, they swapped his and I think they, at one point they swapped Hoskins and Garner's edge. Uh, yep. And then he got an HIA himself. Um, but he only made 27 run metres, 25 tackles, four missed. He made like a few really bad defensive reads at the start of the game. Yep. Um, he just didn't look that good, and I have a sneaky feeling he might have played himself out of that, that Penrith team, but uh, especially with Zach Hoskins playing quite well. Yeah, 55 and 77 minutes. Yeah, that would be really interesting to know if, uh, who gets that spot, to be honest. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to the Broncos and Cowboys. But before that, we'll, uh, we'll get some more questions in from the, um, from the audience. Val Holmes for Carl Olson. Olson sorry, mate, if I pronounced your name incorrectly. Um, Val Holmes, good choice. Jay Warrior, what are your thoughts on uh, Val Holmes? Pretty solid. Yeah, I've been hot on having a, a lock-in centre 
for the year because it just saves trades. I reckon it's the number one spot where you trade as centres. So, um, and I, I had Bird locked in. He was going to be my sort of pod because I didn't think many people would take him round one. And when he got injured, it just gutted me. And I've sort of slowly slid over to Val Holmes, actually, and he could be my option. I've got that soft draw to start. I don't know if there's much value in him, but I do agree that I think he's the best option for that price. I don't think um, – but, yeah, there's a few. Tago went good uh, this week, and obviously – I think if you're going to take a, a centre and spend a little bit of money, he'd better be from one of the top teams. And so Val Holmes ticks all the boxes, goal kicking. Um, happy to have him. He's in my team. So, yeah, no, stick on him, Carl. Nice. All right, we'll move into the uh, with the Broncos and the Cowboys. Uh, this was actually a really good game. And, and, and two Broncos middles in particular that are pretty hot on everyone's minds are uh, Pat Carrigan and, um, and Payne Haas. Now, uh, Haas was just... Yeah, I saw bits of this game and I just was just watching Payne Haas and man, he he actually did look really, really solid. Um, hitting some really um, solid 41 points in the first half. Um, just, you know, he actually looks interested this year. You know, last year he, he sort of, all those contract negotiations that were uh, hanging on his head and, and just just didn't quite look up to the, the Payne Haas that we used to. But I think this year uh, he's going to look really good and I think him and again, the other one is, is Pat, Pat Carrigan. Uh, I think they could both be locks in, in your starting team if you really wanted to, to take that route. Now, Shooter, what time, I'm pretty sure you saw this game. What were your thoughts on Haas and Carrigan? Mate? Do you think you might better take them both going into round one? I've got them both currently. Um, I think if you can get both, why not? You're probably going to get like hundred and at least 120 points um, just out of those two players. 120 plus, probably. Um, <laughs> so I... Uh, <laughs> I think TK, it was TK that said, what's wrong with having both of them? And I don't see yep. anything wrong with it. Just yep. gets probably tricky around origin time. Where it'll get trades. a little bit. Yep. Yeah. I didn't see too much of the game. It was on quite late. And I'd played nine holes of golf yesterday. And I'm really shit at golf. So it took ages and I was tired. I played 18 holes of golf and then stayed up to watch it. And... <laughs> I just have to make a public declaration as the first member of Talking League to officially pronounce my love for Carrigan. He is oh, my love interest. Nobody else can now take him as their love interest. And <laughs> if we had boys to men queued up, I would be all over it because he was on fire in that first 20 minutes. And I don't know, I think he only played like 30 minutes or something, but that 20 minutes, oh, yeah, I was making tents in my lounge room. <laughs> Fantastic. And another one, uh, another one, Katoni Staggs, obviously that first trial week one, he looked good. Last night, probably not quite so much. Uh, um, Val sort of ran a rings around him for the first try. Um, it just didn't sound like, he just didn't get probably the clean ball that he was after, Jay Warrior. Now, we know how damaging Staggs is, but he needs to have the pill to be able to sort of show what he's made of, eh? It was quite funny because I wasn't keeping a close eye on him because he hasn't crossed my radar. I know TK's yep. hot on him, but yeah. I think he finished on 37 fantasy points and I thought, you missed a tackle, you made a couple of errors, and you, you finished on 37 and looked quiet. That's always a good sign for me. You know, it's, sometimes you watch other players and they look mad busy and then they score low and that's the opposite. So in this case, if you can score low, not look great, 
Imagine those days where he gets his double or, you know, here's one of those mad runs where he tackle bus five guys. All of a sudden, he's getting 50s. So, uh, again, he's one of those high-quality centres. And if you need to save 60, 70K off um, Val Holmes, he could just sniff his way into my team yet. Yeah, I'm just looking here, actually, uh, Jay Warrior, he got 18 points, so... Sorry, okay, that's, no. <laughs> so that's, that's why I look quiet then. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, who wrote that story up? Nah, Check he's got back. BE 37. Oh, BE. Uh, yeah. Uh, move on to the Cowboys. Now, Reese Robson, someone that I've been really hot on. Absolutely. So hot that you got him third in the uh, draft. Yeah, yeah, I'm still <laughs> happy about that. Um, it was on a negative score after 22 minutes. Now, I don't generally track fantasy points during the trials. I just watch the players. But, yeah, on a negative fantasy points after 22 minutes, which for him is, is definitely uh, not a Reese Robson type game. Now, um, he didn't really show much much kicking game either that he said that he was going to produce um, and finished on 21 fantasy points. So I've actually removed him from my team after having him from from uh, from uh, initially building my squad around him with some other guns. I've actually removed him and and uh, decided to part ways. And unfortunately, he's still sitting in my draft team. I'm pretty sure I won't be trading him. But um, yeah, I just I'm not sure we can go near Reese Robson to start with. We need to watch him for a little bit first. Um, Shooter, what did you think, mate? And and what about uh, Ruben Cotter, uh, another guy who probably wasn't quite as involved as what we expected or would expect? Uh, yeah, I thought. I don't know. I think for what Ruben Cotter's price is, seven hundred forty-four k, um, with a B of fifty-one, you're going to get much better out of others for a similar price. So, like I think TK wrote up the the story for the uh, the the notes for this, but um, like he said, is Tapani or or Carrigan, you'd be yep. better off to go them over over Cotter at this time. Cotter might drop some cash and it'll be a nice little pickup as, as we get into the season. I'm sure he'll still score well this season. You won't have any problem. Just let his, maybe let his price drop a little bit. Um, yeah. And like I said, I didn't watch much of the game, so I didn't I didn't see much of Reese uh, Robson, but I think he's still like a tier below like the real gun hookers. So. Yep. I've got no issue leaving him alone at the moment. Yeah, fair call. And I suppose if you've got someone like Brennan Smith who can probably score Reese Robson's points and he's 100k cheaper than, you know, 150k cheaper than why why have have Reese Robson in there? 100%. Sweet as. All right. Yeah, we'll move uh, we'll move on. We'll, we'll get one more couple more questions here. We've got one here from Lewi Gilbert who actually asked about um Carrigan and Haas and also about um Suwali and the head knock. So I hope we've answered your question there, Lewi. Um about yes, you probably can have Haas and Carrigan to start and and the boys probably aren't too keen on having Suwali after sort of being pretty much dominated in that centre centre position um uh, and, and having the bigger edge boards run at him. Um we'll move down. One here from Ha ah, Jason. If the hammer tortures the Titans, is he getting rage traded straight into your teams? Jay Warrior, are you going to touch him? Because I'm not. There's a reason I'm not watching the game because <laughs> I did not want him in my team whatsoever. Um, I don't. I don't think I've got any. I might have Ray Stone. He might be in the um, emergencies, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be a rough year for the old Dolphins. And I think if you're relying on any players from the Dolphins to get attacking stats, um, 
you're in Struggle Street. So I know it's Jason's uh, love interest, but um, he could be spending a lot of time by himself this year, old Robbo, if that's his love interest. <laughs> Perfectly summed up. It's my exact uh, uh, thought as well. So, right, we'll move on to Craig and, and a friend of the show who was on the uh, Team Doctor the other night. Thanks for coming on, Craig. Thoughts on Jackson Hastings, um, Jay Warrior. Now, to me, from what I saw, he, he started off very clunky and sort of took a little while to get, get into the game, if at all. Yeah, uh, I tend to agree. I, As I say, he was in my team at the start of the game, and I just thought he'd really dominate. But it's almost like he was trying to help Ponga, and it didn't really help his own game. He didn't get a lot of kick metres, which I thought he would, but maybe because of being a trial. Um, he has played his way out of my team, but I think there's still hope for him. I'm going to put Hastings in the category of Burton and even Reese Robson, sort of just put it down to trials. Um, we we got enough of a sample size last year to say, no, they're good players and they get their fantasy points. The good part for Hastings is he's a great defender and he'll get lots of tackling practice at the Knights. Yeah, yeah, nice. He is not a bad defender, so uh, yeah, he might might get his stats up that way. Thanks, Craig. Um, right, we'll move on to our favourite game of the weekend, Storm knocking over the Warriors 24-6. And I know, uh, Jay Warrior, as we spoke about earlier, uh, you went to this game. What sort of things were you seeing as a spectator at the game that we probably wouldn't see or hear on TV? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I thought the referees really were practising for the um, season proper. And the referee really tried to um, deny us some tries or give the Storm some tries. So they were just doing what they did in the regular season. So the ref had uh, a good pre-season for him. And, uh, but luckily, the TMOs involved these days and we managed to challenge and you know, get a few good calls go away. We dominated the penalty count. Um, I don't know. I, do you know if I could have one thing I could change about NRL? I reckon we would need to make the fields wider. Because the players have got so big, the field looks tiny. These guys are just massive units, and they just didn't look like a lot of space. And I know the good teams create a little bit of space, but uh, the Warriors really um, yeah, look clunky. Sean Johnson, he was in my team at the start of the game. I've got high hopes. I've called it that he wins the Daly M this year. But uh, I don't know if there's a Daly M for reserve grade. But um, no, he won't be that bad, but... Just his kicking game was off. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was tough. I, I wanted to see some something, and I just didn't see. I saw good defense. Okay, I'll give him that. Good defense. That's my takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, from what I saw uh, on the telly, a couple of new recruits who really impressed me in Jackson Ford and Marata Niakore, uh, especially Marata. He was pretty solid on the edge it didn't kind of emulate to fantasy but but he just kind of showed a real eagerness to run hard and that hit that he put on uh uh who was it that he put that hit on one of the storm boys um and forced that error that was yeah. yeah that was solid and he just you know he just showed some real fire uh, on the edge and and i think he's probably going to claim that edge spot for round one and and jackson ford maybe not too far behind him on the other side another guy who i thought looked Looked really good. Got into his work, and he was good at the dragons before he kind of, kind of fell out of out of out of dominance. They sort of didn't use him much anymore. So I just think these two guys uh, are very close to round one starting. Also, 
uh, Dylan Walker, shooter. What did you think of Dylan Walker? Because I actually thought he brought a, a kind of different a different shape to the middle than the Warriors have kind of seen. He's, he's a really good middle forward, Dylan Walker, and I actually quite like him off the bench. Yeah, it'll be interesting when Jazz comes back what it looks like, but I imagine Jazz is just like a prop. But, um, yeah, Dylan Walker brought lots of lots of speed and energy energy to the middle and looked really good and then covered a bit of hooker in the second half. Um, but not fantasy-relevant, Dylan Walker, unfortunately. What about what your other think? fantasy pick that you've told everyone about, Shooter? Because he looked good today. The old Wade Wade Egan. Egan. Yeah, yeah Egan. he had like... I uh, can't remember what his fantasy points was. Now. Forty-five points, forty-five in about forty and forty minutes. Yeah, and he like it was all basically base stats as well. He had a, or he had a try assist or something and a line break assist um, with Dylan's with Dylan's long range try. But um, it's just typical Egan. What I've been saying for the last two years, and TK laughing at me, but even uh, even Webby's been saying he's a top four hooker. Um. And I think you're going to see it this year. I've actually got him in my team at the moment. Hey, nice! He's finally made his way in there, eh? What do yeah. we, AJ Warrior? What do we think changes when Timari Martin comes back? Do we see anything different? Because I don't. Re- Volkman offered a little, but I don't really think he's probably going to offer much. Uh, offer what Timari Martin can? What are your sort of thoughts around that? And what what are we possibly going to see slightly differently when he comes back? Yeah, I think Tamari Martin definitely stiffens the defence and he's also a good talker from what I understand with uh, Tamari Martin. So when you've got good talkers, they get people into position and I know that's probably something that SJ does lack. He's not a great um, man manager of players, whereas I think that's one of Tamari Martin's strengths and so hopefully he might be better at sort of forming shapes for us and telling players, get here, get here, and uh, that's hopefully going to be what he brings to the table. Um, I'll tell you the other player that I just was on beast mode. It's like the man playing against the boys was big nasty from uh, the storm. He is yeah. huge and just, yeah. Oh, like 76. Tackle breaks. Oh. Yeah, 76 points. He he kind of looked like a Joe Tarpany, didn't he? He just wanted to offload. Joe Tarpany, TPJ, sort of mole, just wanted to offload whenever he got the opportunity. And he's bigger enough and strong enough that he can get those arms free and get those offloads away. Is he a smoky for our fantasy teams in round one shooter? He's a he's definitely pod potential. He's um only... Yeah, 2% oh, owned. 2% owned, yeah. Yep. And, like, he's not every he's not going to every week run... Um, well, he ran about 120, 120 odd metres. Yeah. Uh, he had 12 tackle breaks and five offloads, but he's probably not going to do that every week, but no. he'll probably go close to it because he's so big. Um, if he was playing on the edge, I'd be really keen, hey, but I don't know. I'm tempted, but I'm tempted yeah, by anything. 12's a lot, though, isn't it? 6, 12K, it's it's a high risk sort of for that sort of money. Yeah. You want yep. a few more yeah. pace stats, don't you? Yep. Got to take the yep. risk sometimes. Yeah, now a couple of other guys that are on people's minds are Chintley Hero and Ellie Katoa. Now, I think they've probably both done enough to to, to uh, earn starting spots in round one. And and I've said this already about Ellie Katoa and uh, my player in focus that I think he's going to emulate an IPAP kind of uh, player this year going on to the storm. He kind of looked very, very busy and, and really hungry today. Jay Warrior, did you sort of see that from where, from your sort of standpoint? Yeah, he was running right on the edge where I was sitting. And not only does he run hard, but he actually runs quite interesting lines. So often when you see players, they might just run a straight line. But he was running sort of little angle in lines a little bit more. 
And it just means that the defence then has to make decisions. They don't just have to uh, set their legs and make a tackle. So that sets it up nicely um, going forward that he, yeah, I think he's in for a good season. So he's, he's definitely been in my team uh, the whole time. So yeah, he, he won't be leaving. Yeah, uh, I think I think just having those guys around him, you know, the Jerome Muses, the the Cam Munsters, that they just sort of put him where they want him to run, and he'll just hit it every time, and they know exactly where they need to put the ball. So I think, as I said, he's going to benefit from having those real experienced halves and and kind of you know middles around him that can really kind of direct him. And you know, he's still only learning; he's only played forty six NRL games. So I, I, yeah, I think he's in for a big season. I think he's going to make a bit of money. Um, one other player here, uh, Woody Warbrick. Now, coming over from New Zealand Sevens, um, he was he got injured for quite a big part of last year. But today, he uh, he really was was solid on that on that right wing and uh, right wing. Did he play? Yeah, right wing. And he pushing Coates over to left wing. So maybe uh, they like him, prefer him on the right, and Coates on the left. What are your sort of thoughts, issue? Because I think, as we talked about at the top of the show, I think Willie Warbrick might have. Uh, uh, moved into a lot of fantasy teams after that performance. Yeah, 250k, 50-odd 50, 50 fantasy points today. Um, he looked really good. I think I think we spoke about him earlier, but yep. like he's going to be fit. The New Zealand Sevens team always has like one of the like most hard-out training regimes ever. Um, so he's going to be he's going to be fit. He's big. He's fast. He's going to score a lot of tries, I think. Sweet. Yep. So, yeah, obviously, Warriors going down 26-6 to the storm there. Um, but, yeah, some definitely positive signs for the boys and, and looking forward to, to round one and putting 50 on poor Paddy's team. Well, uh, we'll move on to some more questions here. Uh, Ryan Nelson, thoughts on Blake Braley as a pod? Um, and had Robson like I did, but was concerned after his performance exactly like I was. Now, yeah, uh, I took Robson out, uh, as I spoke about. I didn't see tonight's game with Blake Braley, unfortunately. I didn't really see too much of that Sharks game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, Blake Braley is probably a, a pot option. I'm not sure if I'd go there, though. What about you, Jay Warrior? Would you look at Blake Braley? No, not at all. I think um, Robo calls in... The Sinbin specialist. He, uh, I think he got sent off three times last year. Uh, doesn't have a lot of attacking upside. And yeah, Robson put in 25 rounds of good footy last year. That's a good platform. Don't be alarmed by one dud trial today. You know, like done the research. You've seen his stats all year. Don't don't get nervous. If you hadn't seen the game, you would have had him in your team. So. Um, I don't know what Blake Braley scored, but I wouldn't imagine there's any attacking stats in, in his uh, lineup. Whereas Robson, um, we know he, he can score tries. He's good with um, tackle busts. So he just needs to get that kicking game going. Yeah, yep, true. Um, right, we'll move on to the Tigers and the Raiders game now. I didn't see any of this game. Did you boys uh, get, get a watch of any of this? I watched a uh, little bit of it. As I was sorting out children for bed and, and things like that, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, similar to me. Hey, my missus isn't watching this because she'll say I'm lying. But um, <laughs> but uh, nah, I don't know. Tigers look pretty impressive. They pumped the Raiders. 
they did the Raiders year for me. The Raiders were really disappointing. As I said, I, I just looked at the score back and 36-4, I think it was. Now, that's, yeah, I, I kind of didn't expect that after t- tipping the Raiders to, to play in the grand final. Uh, that was one of my early narratives of the year. Just looking at their team and looking at, uh, looking at they, you know, they haven't, they hadn't lost any real decent players. Um, but I think, I think they're lacking a little bit with not having Xavier Savage. He's going to hurt them a little bit for the first few rounds. And we saw Jordan Rapana get get binned and also was on report not long before and potentially looking at missing round one. So that's going to really hurt them again. They're just kind of, you know. Jordan Rapin always seems to just do a few silly things at silly times and probably going to put his side in jeopardy for round one. Now, just looking here, um, Adam Dewey, 49 points. Um, obviously pretty pretty dominant again and, and running the team. So I think Adam Dewey's probably, you know, if you want to look at him, I just think he's a little bit expensive considering all the halves you've got below him at better prices, you know, with Hastings and, and Sammy Walker, Matty Burden's even cheaper than him. So I think you probably want to just... Not look at Adam Dewey to start with. Uh, have a look at somebody else um, uh, a bit below. Um, Stefano, uh, wondering he might be a bit of a trap. Um, with with uh, Joe Owen Bateman coming back and working their way into the middle, um, Sean's written that he thinks that Steph is a bit of a trap. Now, Jay Warrior, did you see this game at all, mate? No, nah, I was travelling back from Christchurch. Um, might have caught the last five minutes or something. But, um, yeah, I'd be curious. Did you see any of Tarpany and how did he look? Because I know the yeah. boys have all been hot on him and he's also just snuck into my team. Uh, but I didn't see any of the game. So uh, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I watched the first, as I said, I watched, I think it was the first 15 or 20 minutes. And Tarpany only played about 20 minutes. Uh, uh, came on, sorry, he came off after 25 minutes. Um, oh, hang on, sorry, I'm looking at this. Played the first 25 minutes, sorry, and he was strong around the ruck as we normally is. Normally is. Finished on 21 points in 25 minutes, and there's no concern here from Sean about having Joe Tarpany in your side for round one. So if you've got him, hold on to him. And did he play, do you know if he played lock those 20 minutes, or did he play up in the front row? I know it was named at lock, but I think the thought was yep, he, he did. Yep, he did start at 13 because uh, Josh Papali and. Um, Emre Gula started. So, and he, Emre Gula is another guy that people have been talking about. He's got the hairdo now. Um, he, he looks pretty. He looks pretty, pretty good in the front there. And there's a lot of good reps coming out of of, of Canberra um, regarding Emre Gula. So he could be a little smoky just to just to keep an eye on. Um, Corey Horsburgh only scored 23. Um, pretty strong, solid carries um, and eager to work, but it kind of just didn't really translate to to a fantasy output. Um, he was the fourth middle to come on off the bench, so that's probably a concern and probably a, a, a sign to steer clear on of round uh, for round one. Um, now, yeah, a few injuries to come out of of uh, this last second trial with um, Sean Lane having a broken jaw, six to eight weeks. Matt Dory, that lateral ankle sprain, they look like he's probably going to be right for round one. Uh, and Morgan Harper, poor old Morgan Harper with a knee injury, looks like maybe a dislocation or subluxation of that kneecap. Uh, that's still to be confirmed. And and uh, one of the big hitters, Tevita Pangai Jr., was out late from the Bulldogs game with a calf injury. So if you're carrying him, just just keep a little eye on there and just uh, check that he's going to be uh, ready to go for round one. Otherwise, uh, he may have to uh, uh, find his way out of out of your team. So what we'll do is we'll uh, we will finish off with a few uh, audience questions thank you everyone for for getting your questions in um we'll go down to let's here we go 
Scott Litchfield, thanks for your question, mate. Brandon Smith or Wade Egan? Now, Shooter, I'm going to let you take this away because I think both of them are in your team. What did you get rid of Brandon Smith today? I've still got the cheese, but um, <laughs> I talked about getting rid of the cheese, but you you can't really. I think Kyle, you said it best. You can't anti you can't anti pod him. Um, he's got like nearly fifty percent ownership. So if he goes gun, you're stuffed. Really, you're behind the eight ball. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, I don't know. If you can play cheese in your mids, he's got the jewel. Play weight at hooker is what I'm doing at the moment. Um, if you if you had to pick one or the other, you'd have to go for pedigree and go cheese, I think. But if you if you like a risk like myself, you go Wade. Yeah, nice. And what about you, uh, Jay? Warrior? you sort of uh, you sort of in the same boat there with uh, probably Brandon Smith over, over Wade Egan. Just just from a point of view that uh, the Roosters are probably a far better attacking uh, uh, unit than what the Warriors are. Yeah, it's. I think Shooter's hit the nail on the head. You just can't antipod someone at 50% because that could be <laughs> season over after week one. Um, I would, if you, if Shooter's talked you into going Wade Egan, then it's a case of applying the El Paso rule and why not have both? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just having a look here at the uh, Gold Coast Titans and the Dolphins game. It's 18-0 to the Gold Coast Titans after 19 minutes. I think Khan Pereira has just gone. Tries. Yeah, he has. So, so yeah, I the think, Gold Coast are looking good. Yeah, but looks like Trap City to me, doesn't it? Surely. Everyone gets him in, and then the Titans stink it up after that when they, yep. you know, they play... I think they've got Tigers round one at down down at Leichhardt or um, wherever they're playing in Sydney. And, yeah, I don't know. You've got to put someone in there, don't you, because there's not too many other cheap wing fullbacks going any good. So, No, that's true. That's true. Um, one more here. Oh, actually, yeah. Thoughts on Reed Marnie, boys? Uh, he started off pretty solidly. Shooter, how much of Reed Marnie did you see in that previous game? Because by all accounts and from what I've sort of heard and seen, he actually had a pretty solid game. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see too much of the game, but um, he looked not too bad. He looked pretty good last week as well when he played. Um, I think he, he's looked okay since coming coming to the Bulldogs. He's got like a bit of pedigree there as well. You can't go to – I had him last year and he went all good. I uh, – I imagine he's going to give you a stock standard. Yeah, you'll probably get like some mid thirties out of him, but you'll get some probably decent high fifties as well. So if you can yeah. live with that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be rushing to get him in. But as old Robbo calls him, cardboard shoulders. He might not be a bad option to have on your side this year. So pretty much that's that's going to wrap up the the, the night, guys. Um, just want to say thank you to everyone that's already purchased the Talking League textbook. It's much appreciated. Um. If you haven't got one yet, head over to talkingly.com.au. Uh, pick up your uh, your 180-page um, detailed analysis of all 17 teams. Um, the boys have worked really hard in the off-season to get that together for everyone. So um, for those that have already purchased, thank you very much. And as I said, if you haven't got one, get over to the Talking League website and, and grab one. But anyway, guys, thank you very much for your input. And um, we've got a, a couple of weeks before round one. Um, carry on working on your teams. Get some stats up and uh, and, and have a good study up. And we've got the positionals coming up this week, I believe, for for our Talking League boys. So keep an eye out for those and, um, and we'll move on to round one in a couple of weeks' time.
thanks Judah and thanks Jay Warrior for for attending the podcast tonight. Cheers, boys. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers.